how is this out and about? Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. Happy Friday, homies. Welcome back to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. It's February 11th. We've got a seven-game slate in the NBA tonight. Shout out to the presenting website of this podcast, sportsbookwire.usala.com. Go check out our website for all daily NBA or all uh, betting breakdowns for major sporting events. Obviously, it's Super Bowl week. We have a whole bunch of player props, um, game predictions, total predictions, just the whole f- Super Bowl um, betting spread available for you there. So check that out at sportsbookwire.com. Um, it's probably going to be a short podcast if I'm being honest. I only have two best bets today. I'm taking the Boston Celtics uh, laying points at home against the Denver Nuggets, and I'm going with the Chicago Bulls laying points at home against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I'm just not that excited about today's slate. I scoured Typico Sportsbook and um, all the other sports books for some um, value looking looking at team totals, player props, obviously sides and game totals, but I can only come up with two plays. Both those plays are um, written for the website, sportsbookwire.com, so you could read those here shortly or go to the website as soon as you hear this. It'll probably be posted. Um, I, I had a one and two Thursday, um, first losing day of the week. Dropping my uh, weekly record down to seven and four. I'm still forty nine and thirty five this year, so doing pretty good. Um, but struggled yesterday. I um, hit with the Miami Heat laying four and a half points uh, versus the New Orleans Pelicans. That uh, was an awesome Miami game. Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler both scored twenty nine points. Uh, Kyle Lowry had a triple double with fourteen points, eleven rebounds, eleven assists, added four steals. It was an impressive victory. Pretty a relatively easy cover. Miami won three of the four quarters. Um, so it wasn't that much of a sweat. So that's nice. But I uh, took a bad beat in the Washington 113-112 win over Brooklyn. We gave it out at Washington, I think, minus two and a half. Um, I actually had it in my personal account, minus three. So at best, I was looking at a chop. But the game came down to a uh, would-be game-tying three from the uh, Brooklyn Nets that missed. And uh, Blake Griffin put a a two-point tip-in shot in as time expired um, for for Washington to only win 111 or 113 to 112. I know the closing line was like Wizards plus or minus one, minus one and a half. So it was a pretty epic bad beat for the market. Um, we took uh, a bad beat there. That sucked. Washington held the double digit lead in the fourth quarter. So Washington Wizards minus two and a half was the right side, but it didn't get home. Um, that's just gambling. Regular season NBA, though, those things happen. Uh, the next game, though, I don't have much excuse for. The Phoenix Suns smashed our Milwaukee Bucks pick. We uh, took three and a half points at the Bucks. They lost 131 to 107. Um, a lot of times I'll I'll say something to the effect of I stand by my handicap when uh, recapping a loss. This one I cannot. Um, it was a square handicap. Didn't feel great about it heading into the game. Um, CP3 balled out. He had 17 points, 7 rebounds, 19 assists. 
Uh, DeAndre Eaton's balled out. He scored 27 points on 12 of 14 shooting. Uh, and I'm, I'm revisiting yesterday's handicap. That's something that should have jumped out to me is the fact that Eaton was probably going to dominate in this matchup. Um, I'm not in love with Brooke Lopez. Milwaukee's uh, big, but he provides uh, some pretty good defense, more rim protection and size out there, um, which is pivotal against DeAndre Eaton. DeAndre Eaton is a really good, really good big. Um, and also Phoenix added Bismack Biombo and Javal McGee this past year. So they were just a bigger team um, and typically size, you know, wins in basketball. So that was definitely the wrong side. Giannis, uh, a big reason why I like the Bucks yesterday is because Giannis has been dominating, even though, but he struggled yesterday. He only scored 18 points on 15 or 5 of 14 shooting, excuse me. And despite Milwaukee being at a size disadvantage, uh, the game really was won and lost by Milwaukee's poor outside shooting. They only hit 26.3% of their th- three three-point attempts, and really they got some pretty good looks. They were just off yesterday. So on top of you know um, being smaller than Phoenix, Phoenix being motivated, um, playing Milwaukee for the first time since losing them in, fin- in the finals at home, and then Milwaukee just shooting like shit from the outside. That was a loser. Not much to say there. Um, But let's talk about Friday, uh, February 11th slate. Again, I have two best bets. I like the Celtics and I like the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Well, before we get into that, I'll just shout out to the sponsor, Typico Sportsbook. They're a global sports betting leader that's now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Typico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus, which you can get today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions do apply. You must be 21 or older to play, so please see Typico's website for details. Also, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. Please remember gamble to gamble responsibly. Okay, so... First best bet, I'm looking at the uh, Denver Nuggets visiting the Boston Celtics. Denver has won back-to-back home games entering this game. They beat the Brooklyn Nets, who are significantly struggling, lost 10 straight, and the New York Knicks, who are as inconsistent as inconsistent gets. Boston has won eight of their last nine games. They've covered six of those nine games. They have the best net rating and best defensive rating by far, uh, best defensive rating over the past two weeks. Boston has beaten Denver in three straight and has covered four straight in their head-to-head meetings. Um, I like Boston because they're trending way up. Again, they have the best net rating and defensive rating over the last two weeks, and they match up very well with Denver. Um, Tatum and Brown operate in the mid-range and out of isolation plays, and those are just two areas of weaknesses uh, for, for Denver's defense. Um, they're not good at defending mid-range jumpers. And um, and they're they're terrible in isolation um, defense. And, and in fact, according to shotquality.com, Boston's one of the best. Uh, it gets one of the best shot quality um, out of isolation plays. And Denver gives up some of the best shot quality on attempts out of isolation plays. Also, don't sleep on the loss of Monty Morris. He's he's been low key huge for the Denver Nuggets. Um, he's in the 99th percentile of adjusted on-off net rating for point guards this year. 
I think he's in the 98th percentile and adjusted on off offensive rating for point guards this year. Um, so the, obviously Denver is still missing Jamal Murray and Monty Morris has been huge for them. Um, also, I think Boston's front court can lessen Nikola Jokic's dominance. Um, Al Horford is a KG veteran who's been playing elite defense interior on the interior for a decade plus now. And Robert Williams, um, the technical starting center for Boston, is a springy big man, super athletic, um, can can defend uh, Jokic when he's handling the ball outside of the paint and um, can can make it tough for him inside the paint as well and, and is, a, is a really good defensive rebounder. So we like Boston just because they're trending really well. I think Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown really have their way in this matchup. Um, and and um, I think Denver uh, will struggle. Or I think Nikola Jokic won't um, crush Denver in this match, uh, crush Boston in this matchup because they're a good defensive front court. So let's take the Boston Celtics minus five and a half. And my uh, second and final best bet, I'm looking at the Chicago Bulls. I'll lay the three and a half as they host the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota uh, had its five game streak snapped on Wednesday when they lost to the Sacramento Kings, 132-119. to It was DeMontis Sabonis' first game with the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Minnesota was seven-point favorites in that game. It was the second of a back-to-back between Minnesota and Sacramento. So it's tough to beat the same team twice um, in consecutive games in the NBA or really any professional sport. Otherwise, Minnesota has been playing really good lately. Uh, Chicago actually beat... The Charlotte Hornets in a game that we were on Wednesday, they beat them 121 to 109, covered as two point uh, road favorites. Um, they lost their previous two games to the Phoenix Suns and the, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Actually, the last three losses for Chicago have all been against quality teams, have been against Phoenix, Philly, as I just said, and they were at Toronto. Um, Toronto's been red hot lately, so. Um, nothing to be too down on yourself about if you're a Chicago Bull or fan um, about your recent losses. But I just don't think Minnesota can handle Chicago's wings in this, in this spot. Um, Chicago obviously has two all-star forwards, wings, ball handlers, shot creators, shot makers, and Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. Zach Levine started his career with the Minnesota Timberwolves and in his seven games, um, against his former employer, Levine's averaging 29 points per game on roughly 51% field goal shooting. So he he balls out against his former team. And, and DeMar DeRozan uh, crushed Minnesota last season. He put up 34 points per game on 55% shooting, had a plus 16 net rating. Also, Minnesota's injury report is a little concerning. They have three forwards listed as questionable. Anthony Edwards, who... Doesn't really provide much defense, but um, could help neutralize, I guess, that wing matchup or wing edge that Chicago has by giving Minnesota or giving um, Chicago some buckets back. Um, and, and and Prince, Torian Prince and Josh Okogie are also on the injury report. Now, they don't matter too much to the line, but I just feel like the cluster injuries at the wing position kind of add up as a, as a negative for Minnesota in this matchup because... Again, Chicago has like two of the best wing players in the league. 
Uh, also, Pat Beverly is questionable to play as well, and he he is the best defensive player outside of, I'd say, Jared Vanderbilt, who uh, will be out there. But, man, Jer- Jared Vanderbilt might have his hands full if uh, Minnesota is missing all those players and he has to handle Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan himself. Um, they also excel at getting to the foul line. Two of them are both have um, in the top 90 percentile or I guess top 10 percentile of free throw attempt rate. And Minnesota puts opponents on the foul line a staggering amount. Chicago as a team has the sixth highest offensive free throw attempt rate. Minnesota as a team has the absolute worst defensive free throw attempt rate. Um, so I could see Levine and DeMar DeRozan just spending all night on the free throw line getting uh, Minnesota into foul trouble and getting Chicago easy points. Also, Minnesota really likes to push the pace, and that could backfire on them immensely in this one. Uh, Minnesota, um, again, gets out in frequency at a pretty high rate, plays a pretty fast pace, but Chicago actually has the top fast break offensive efficiency in the league. They score the ninth most fast break points per game, and Minnesota gives up or is 26, excuse me, in fast break points per game allowed. So if Minnesota tries to um, run Chicago off the court or out of the gym, speed up the tempo, however you want to put it, it could it could backfire on them pretty easily. Um, so um, I, I think Minnesota's strength turns into a weakness in this situation. Also, Chicago has been money at home this season. At least as a home favorite, they're 14-6 and six against the spread. And Minnesota has been covering games on the road, just not against winning teams. They're 3-10-1 against the spread on the road versus winning teams Minnesota is. So I like Levine and DeMar DeRozan to have their way against Minnesota's not-so-good defense. Um, and I think they're... Minnesota's fast-paced style is going to blow up in its face. Plus, they're not very good on the road versus winning teams. So I'll go with the Bulls, minus three. Uh, Hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves. Also, a reminder, I'm going with the Celtics, minus five and a half, as they host the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Hopefully, I'm back tomorrow, Saturday, February 12th. I'll look at the slate tonight, try to put together some notes um, or some, some best bets for you guys. If I don't talk to you, I'm obviously not going to be here for Super Bowl Sunday, so we'll recap or we'll regroup Monday if I don't talk to you tomorrow. But best of luck with you, Fade, or follow me. Hopefully I can end this week on a winning note. I guess I'm locked into a win. I'm still three games above 500 this week and only have two best bets. But either way, hopefully I go 2-0 and on this Friday and uh, close out the business week strong. Peace. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.